Welcome to the Her Sports Story podcast, where we share in the stories of former female athletes, connect on the transition out of sport, and create a space where the always an athlete tribe can come for connection and inspiration. I'm your host, Bethany Crouch, founder of the Her Sports Story blog and podcast, and former competitive gymnast of 15 years to an athlete advocate professional. It makes my heart so happy to connect in and share these former female athlete stories. And I am so grateful and excited that you are here to join us. Her Sports Story Tribe, I am so happy you are here. And I am so excited that you get to tune in to my conversation with Natalie Sangmiri, former gymnast turned CEO and founder of I Am Ready Coaching, which specializes in identity. So through this conversation, we talk all things sports story, all things life after sport and that transition. But one of my most favorite topics we dive into is the power of dress. If you've seen Natalie's posts on her Instagram, you'll see some pictures with her hot pink shoes. And once I saw this photo, I knew that she would be my girl to go talk about the power of dress with. And remember, as an athlete, we used to put on a uniform and just totally own that persona. So Natalie actually incorporates the power of dress in some of her coaching, which I find just phenomenal. So listen in and check the show notes for all of Natalie's handles, and I hope you enjoy. Natalie, thank you so much for being on the Her Sports Story podcast today. I am so ecstatic for our Her Sports Story <laughs> listeners to learn all about you and all the amazing work you're doing. So I'm so excited to get this conversation started. Yes, thank you so much, Bethany. I'm so excited that we found each other and then got connected. I know. I love what you do. Oh, Absolutely I love amazing. what you do. It's, <laughs> I don't, and I, you know, from Instagram, I have found so many just like amazing women working with athletes and I know. on similar missions. And I, you know, I can't recall if I reached out to you or how this works, but, you know, I thankfully know. we connected. <laughs> the world, the universe yes. brought us together. Brought us together. It was meant sure to did. be. So I know. we hopped on what, an initial phone call maybe a couple months ago. Yeah. Thinking. And had a yeah. great time chatting about life, about gymnastics, because you're a former mm-hmm. gymnast as well. So, right. yeah, I just love everything that you're doing. And, you know, mm-hmm. totally in a spot where I look back now at my journey out of sport and I'm like, I wish Natalie existed when <laughs> I was needing this. Yeah. So Same. Yeah, <laughs> I wish right? there was someone like me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. For sure. So, you know, let's go ahead and dive in, but go ahead and share a little bit about your sports story with us. Yeah, for sure. So I was a gymnast and, um, you know, I was born into the sport. Both my parents were gymnasts. Um, they owned a gymnastics school together. Uh, I'm a one of four siblings and... Wow. We all did gymnastics. 
So <laughs> it was just one big gymnastics family. Mm-hmm. Um, so like since birth, I identified myself as a gymnast. Um, so going through loving gymnastics, hating it, loving gymnastics, hating it, you know, totally. the downs of your sport. <laughs> yep, totally know that. <laughs> um, yeah, so it it was amazing. Had some great successes, had some setbacks, you know, went through um, up to level 10 for a few years um, in JO and gymnastics, Junior Olympics. And um, then I went on to college, which was so awesome for me and I gained Uh so many new skills so many like mindset growth um, learning in there as well Um, because in in high school when I was in gymnastics it was just me and my dad you know and you know this Bethany Mm -hmm. you were in gymnastics you know there are a lot of friends that drop out or just stop doing gymnastics because when you get into high school it's really like do you want to do high school sports or do you want to keep doing club gymnastics and you want to pursue this um, passion of yours into college or Olympics, wherever people go. Um, so it was hard. It, it was hard, hard to kind of stay in the sport and just like fill yourself up with that love and passion every day when a lot of your friends have just been, your teammates are gone. So yeah. finally I went to college um, and just completely regained that love. You know, it was mm-hmm. 30 girls that love to do, like, eat, breathe, and sleep. The sport that you do is, like, you know, like it's everything. Everything. Really you is. just feel, you feel so connected. You just feel together, and it's just, it's amazing. So, through college, I um, became an All-American. Um, we won, uh, University of Bridgeport is where I went, it's Division Two, um, mm-hmm. and there's, like, three or four division two gymnastics schools. So we were, we competed with division two and division one. So, oh, wow. and then, yeah. And our, our, um, nationals is called, um, USAG nationals. Um, so, and we became four time national champions, um, while wow. I was there. So That's it incredible. was, oh, it was the highlight of my life at that time mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's like when you're a young gymnast you think okay I'm going to the Olympics <laughs> I'm gonna do it I'm gonna get on track that's mm-hmm. just what you do yep but then you know when you fall off track of that whatever you're like okay college is it great and then like you are just there to win right I mean mm-hmm. everybody has everybody their own path for me <laughs> it was <laughs> like I'm there and when you get there, it's just you feel accomplished, you feel invigorated and fulfilled, and so that was that was amazing to get there with my team and being captain of uh, my senior year. So, yeah, those were kind of the wow. successes. That's that awesome, and I and I feel like I mean your college experience and winning titles every every year, right? Every year that you yeah, were every year. Oh, yeah. it's, I mean, I. I remember, of course, those feelings. Granted, we didn't win any titles, but one time we got second place, and it was like we got first, and, man, it's the greatest feeling. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, it is. Whatever and, you're winning, everyone's winning is different, you know? Yeah, it was and like it's just uh, with your story, so interesting because gymnastics was so rooted in mm-hmm. in your identity, in your youth. Uh, in development 
And so I can totally see how, like, this was just a huge part of your life and going through high school where you had, I like, the FOMO, right? You mm-hmm. had the fear of missing out, like, because as gymnasts and JM Nationals was always near prom, always. You're like, you yeah. have to be a yeah. normal human that, like, goes to dances and and yeah. does all these things. Um, oh, no. But, yeah. Hey, I miss just, out on a lot. You do. And so, you know, I agree with you in that college gymnastics totally reignites your drive for the sport. And then all 30 girls or whoever, how many, however many girls are on the team yeah. with you, like, Yes, I I think that's what's so uniquely special about college gymnastics, as well as it converting more so to like a team sport in college. Yeah, um, sure. So Absolutely. yeah, that accountability that you mm-hmm. have, like that motivation that's in your face, it just makes you want to do better for yourself, for your yeah. team. Mm-hmm. It like fills you up with these things that you never even thought you had. Oh yeah. And the experiences, you know, in the gym, out of the gym, just like college in itself, like the amount of time you grow in between Mm -hmm. freshman and senior or super senior year is is immense. It's huge. So you had like this great college experience and then you graduated. Yeah. And then you retired from gymnastics. (laughs) So... As you know, as most college gymnasts do, there's no like recreational gymnastics league where we go to the mm-hmm. field on Sundays and put a beam out, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and go so, play. Right. Yeah. So how how was that transition out of gymnastics for you? Yeah. So it was all in all a roller coaster because mm-hmm. for me. I um, I actually had to redshirt my freshman mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. Um, which was actually a devastating time yeah. for me. I, I, got I did into, too, yeah. You did? Okay. Yeah. I got mm-hmm. pulled into my um, coach's office the day before um, we were going to Maryland for our first mm-hmm. meeting. I was in the lineup, Bolton Bars, which meant I competed. Mm-hmm. And um, he pulled me into the office before our first meet freshman year, and he said, Natalie, you can't compete with us. He's like, what? you can't travel with us. Wow. So that – I, I remember Dang. the feeling. I can get the feeling right now. Like whenever I talk about it, I can feel back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was a very devastating time, and it was all because of my SAT scores. Uh, so I wasn't above the level, whatever the NCAA yeah. uh, regulation yeah, is for mm-hmm. D two exactly. Yeah. So there's a lot of anger, frustration that went through that. Um, but then I kind of through the weeks and months, I got myself back together and really was just using that year as a um, a stepping stone, you know, mm-hmm. getting new skills, you know, building right. my body back, the strength back. So that ties into my senior year. I had a, so I had an extra year, mm-hmm. you know, a super yeah. senior year, right? right? I didn't take it because I was just so ready to mm-hmm. move on, mm-hmm. right? I was ready to create this new life for me. I did gymnastics my whole life. I was surrounded by it, parents, family, and all. And I was like, I want to do something new. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm ready to do something new. So then, you know, uh, summer comes and we all have school off in summers and usually just go to the gym and we work out and whatever. And 
you know, I just did the same thing because that was just the pattern, you know, the schedule. I just right. went to the gym and I would like work out. I mean, I didn't like do flips and stuff. But I would just go into the gym, work out, move around. Um, and then when the summer ended, um, you know, I kind of got into this crazy girl party phase. Mm-hmm. I'm sure some people <laughs> mm-hmm. know about that, you know, you're like, I'm free. I don't have to wake up at 6 a.m. and then have two a days and then try to do school and then work at the same time. Like, I'm free. Totally. I can do whatever it is that I want. But then it was a quick downhill mm-hmm. to depression, identity crisis, um, you know, not knowing who I was, looking in the mirror being like, how the heck did you get here? Mm-hmm. Like, who are you? Looking in that mirror, just I, I know me, I know Natalie, Natalie Slimeri, as a strong little gymnast. And now yeah. that I don't have my strong body, I don't have my strong body anymore because I don't work out like I used to, and I'm, I don't have title of gymnast anymore, who am I? And what is my next step in life? So, you know, I had a lot of crazy thoughts in my head that I never thought I would think about. Yeah. Um, things I did that I would never have done. Um, but, you know, that's the kind of process of, like, learning about yourself. You're trying to figure yourself out, and you lost yourself. Now you're trying to create yourself. Um, to where I just went crazy mentally, physically, just like everything that I did. Um, so that was scary. That was definitely mm-hmm. a scary part um, in my life. So, yeah. and then I, um, I, I had a friend who was going through some sort of the same things as me. And, um, you know, she was talking to me about therapy and just going to talk to someone. Um, and me, I was, I used to be, you know, missed. Miss Tough Guy. Mm-hmm. Miss Tough Guy. Mm-hmm. I don't need help. I don't right. need to talk to anyone. I got this. But it's also, it's not just me who I am. It's, that's what we were taught as athletes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? Like, oh, yeah. Like, you got it. It's a part you of can culture do this. there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So that just transfers into your new life, your next life. And I just thought I had it. So, I, you know, I tried to do everything I could to build myself up or make myself okay again. Mm-hmm. And I just, I couldn't. And did you realize this like over time or was there like a defining moment where you're like, okay, this is, so, I don't even recognize me. Yes. So a, a few things are a blur at this time, but it was like seven, eight months of this craziness. Mm-hmm. Um, that happened. But I, when I look back and I like try to remember my story, I think back to this time of literally, I lived in uh, Stanford, Connecticut, and I had a, a room downstairs in a three bedroom with two other, um, two other roommates. And I lived downstairs and I was looking in the mirror saying, like, who are you? Like literally looking at myself, just like, who are you? What are you here to do? Mm-hmm. Why are you doing the things that you've been doing? And I'm like, I didn't even know myself. It yeah. was the weirdest, like, out-of-body yeah, experience. Um, 
Oh yeah. So then I talked to this friend who was going through something similar and um, she's talking about therapy, counseling, you know, like talk therapy and um, yeah, I pushed it away, pushed it away, pushed it away until I finally was like, I just want to be okay again. Like mm. I, I, and yeah. I know there's some people that are like, you know, I used to have super highs and then super lows and I was never just like normal. And I know mm. people are like, no, you want to be like more excited and invigorated. But at this time, I just wanted to be okay. Yeah. Like I just wanted to be normal. So I finally went to therapy. I started talking. I started, you know, letting my emotions out. Um, and mm-hmm. that was the true first step into creating the new me, creating this new life. So that's long-winded, but <laughs> no, no. I mean, yeah, I, it's necessary though because I think you know transition out of any life that you've been living for fifteen, sixteen plus years. You know, that there's a transition phase, and your your soul has to has to navigate that for for better, yeah. for worse, whatever it looks like. Um, I think it's just so important that that process is shared because I think sometimes we see a lot of people's um, end of their end of their road of that. And they're Mm -hmm. like, I'm on the other side. Everything's great. I just had a transition and you know, I'm here. I'm fine. So really digging into that. And so no, thank you for taking the time to kind of just really give us a full picture so from there, about yeah. how long, like, so you went to therapy and I imagine you noticed, like, that it was freeing in a sense to finally be able to unpack uh, maybe some of those feelings yeah. that you were having. And then, you know, I, I look where you are now and you have your own identity coaching uh, business. So what did that time period look like between like, you know, you you started on a new path, you made that initial shift. How does it look moving forward to you saying, you know what, I'm going to do this for others. I'm going to help them navigate this transition. For sure. Absolutely. So in college, I studied um, fashion merchandising. I've always Amazing. loved fashion and is my thing I was a very quiet kid so I kind of showed myself who I was like with my dress or Mm -hmm. like with my my style and stuff so that was kind of my thing so I loved that but and okay so after school I became a stylist at a boutique in Greenwich Connecticut Mm. styled people for events for photo shoots for date nights whatever they wanted um and that was great but I wanted to be out more. I wanted to be helping more people. I wanted to be moving around more. Um, mm-hmm. So then I moved to Boston, Massachusetts, which I'm originally from Massachusetts. So okay. I moved to Boston and I got a job at a bridal boutique. Mm-hmm. So I was a bridal and bridesmaid consultant. And that was awesome. Again, like I love helping people, you know, make themselves feel good feel good in what they wear, feel beautiful, feel confident. Like that's just what I love to get out there. But then I was like, okay, wait a minute. I want more money. I want mm. success. Yeah. And my thought of success at the time was go into corporate, climb the ladder, 
get crazy money and you're just going to love your life. <laughs> yeah, then, but totally. That's 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I um, got a job at uh, TJ Maxx headquarters and mm-hmm. it was great. I learned stuff about buying. I was a merchandising assistant, um, but still in my head, I had this thought of I'm not giving back. I feel like I'm here on this earth to give back, to tell my story, to help others get through that time that I went through. This is a scary time. Yeah. So then I got another job, uh, another corporate headquarters, and then I was like, okay. I had this other setback to be like, okay, what are you doing? What like Do you want to keep going these five, six years, whatever just happened? Do you want to do that again, or do you want to start something that you want to invest in? That you finally, you keep saying you want to give back. You keep saying you want to help and share. Like, why am I not doing that now? Like, what is stopping me from doing this now? So then I I got myself a coach. I'm in a community with other coaches. Um, We have a coach help building, building our businesses. And he just completely changed my mindset. And I had a really big transformational year about two years ago. And Mm. That kind of helped me. Yeah, it really helped me, you know, get out there, quit my corporate job, and start my own business. Wow. Because that's how strong I feel about my purpose and why I'm here and how I want to give back and how I want to help others change their lives. You know, so, and the big thing with why I do what I do, because I went through it. Yeah. I I went Mm -hmm. through it, so I understand it. All those little steps that you're going through, you feel hopeless, you feel alone. Like, I've been there. I've been through all those steps. So I understand that person, the one who's lost their identity, whether you're an athlete or not. Mm -hmm. And I I can't control – oh, can can you hear me? I can, yeah. You're good. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, awesome. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I can't control – everyone you know but um I just want to help people understand that there is an amazing invigorating fulfilling exciting life after your sport after your identity Mm -hmm. crisis Mm -hmm. this is this is what's so beautiful about life is that we're here on it to create yeah, And it's yours. It's yours to create. You don't have to do what society says. You don't have to go into corporate and climb the ladder. You don't have to go and do a construction job because that's it. Like, I, I don't have to go into a, a fashion job because that's what I did in school. Mm-hmm. You know, this is like, we get to create it. Like we get to do it. And I know it's, I mean, it's easier said than done, but like, that's why I'm here to help people like, give them that guidance to, to get through because when you're in that low place that hopeless place you have thoughts that right you never thought mm-hmm. would would be there would cross and yeah totally exactly so i never want people to feel alone in that time and because you're not you're not alone yeah so that's oh. kind of why i've created this um mm-hmm. this business and it, that is so 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 incredible and like for you to, you know, you're on your own journey of navigating that, but to have the self-awareness of, like, okay, what are you doing? How are you helping people? If that's what you want to do, how are you going to do it? Because I think, I believe there's a lot of 
us to have this voice in our head saying, do that. You should do that. Why aren't you doing that? Mm-hmm. But, oh, but yeah. society has said, no, you, you get a job, you get the 401k, you live your life yep. with security. And so, you know, there's a, it's conflicting between like what people expect of us and then what our yeah. soul is like telling us. So you listen I to know. it clearly and have created just a, I imagine such an impactful um, business because I think there's nothing more powerful than someone saying, I understand. You're right in how you feel. It's okay to feel how you feel. And now let's, let's work through getting you beyond this because there is something beyond this. So you have, I am ready coaching. What does like, what does a day to day look like for you? Yes, absolutely. So what I do right now is I, uh, I help athletes um, and Mm -hmm. I've been expanding into non-athletes. Okay. um, And I strictly help them with identity. Like right now is identity and, you know, the core of who you are is inside you, but Mm -hmm. think of it as like mud and muck and cement piled on to that core of who you are. And what we need to do is chip away at that, wipe away the mud, clean it up, find that clarity, you know, which are judgment, self-sabotage, you know, feeling stuck, frustration, depression, anxiety. It's all kind of keeping you stuck and hiding that identity. So as soon as you release those, you truly will be able to come out again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's what I do. I help athletes. I go on podcasts. I do live events, um, helping women, you know, find themselves, discovering themselves again, rebuilding. Um, and now I have a new program out there to where um, I have this three-step process. Um, so, which I, I don't know if I, I'll talk about it in a little bit. Um, I'll see, I can yeah. dive deep more into that. But, yeah, that's um, pr- pretty much connecting and with other people that do mm-hmm. what I do. And, you mm-hmm. know, for me to to build and to help others as well, I keep learning. So, yeah. so even though you guys are learning or I, I'm help teaching others, guiding others, I'm still learning. I'm still learning more so that I can give more to you, you know, because life is ever changing. It's, it it's is. always, always changing. Something new pops up, a, a new event, a new something in your life that you don't feel like you can get through. And, and I know how to help you get through that. Mm. Yeah. So, so cool. I would have been like, like after my sport, I mean, I, I went on an injury. I didn't use, use my last two years of eligibility. Okay. So I was, I had an option to get surgery and keep going or yeah. to be done and start a new path, which, you know, yeah. I find me and you both had that moment. We're like, we're good. It's been real. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm going to go, I'm going to start a new life now. Um, but yeah. in that transition, sometimes, and I think you can relate, sometimes you don't even realize what um, what that transition looks like. What that sport, and, yeah, what that sport yeah. has done for you, right? right? Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. And so I just, like, I look back and I'm, I wish I had come across a resource like yourself back then right. to, you yeah. know, yeah, coach me on 
you know, everything that the sport provides you because there's so much and it's so much a part of you, but it's not, it's not you. It's what you did. Um, it's something that you did and it gave you these amazing um, tools to take with you through life, but mm-hmm. it's not your everything. So I just think that's so incredible. And, you know, I think even when you're coaching like if you're coaching an athlete that's just transitioned mm-hmm. out from from college or or whatnot, and you're they're learning these lessons or tools or little cues that they can revisit five years from now, ten years from now when they go through another life transition because it, it's definitely a part of a, a part of life and seasons and navigating those and learning the tools that that help you realign. So I. And for I think sure. you're well aware that, you know, you're not providing them tools just for now, but you're providing them tools and practices mm-hmm. for just life in general. Exactly. Right. Like you don't know what you don't know. Totally. Yeah. Right. So it's like, that's what we're here for is mm-hmm. to show you a new way. Open your eyes, like your mind to something new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and it's, for sure. it's so funny. Like it, when you graduate college, you like you think you have the plan. You're like, I got this. I'm gonna I'm gonna totally. do the internships. I'm gonna get the job. You know, yeah. I'm gonna do what what life has been framed out for me to do. Right. And so it's <laughs> it's like you think you know it True. a lot of it, I know. and then you go through I, and you're like, oh gosh. You know, I saw this uh, Instagram yeah. post the other day when it it's like when you're 17. No one tell me what to do. I can do it on my own. And it's like yeah. you're 25. Can someone please tell me what to do with my life? Just, uh, you know, I I went yeah. through that, and a lot of us athletes do because you have been you've had a coach, you've had teammates mm-hmm. your whole life, so you were able to look to your left and be like, so I want to win. Tell me what to do, and I'll do. It. And they tell you, right? Okay, step yeah. one, two, three. Yep, then you go. You get it. But in this new life you don't have that. So it's hard mm-hmm. to make decisions and to make your own choices. So it's it's like a pull and tug. It's like, okay, this is awesome. I get to do whatever I want to do. And then you're like, oh, my God, what do I do? <laughs> Wait a minute, what? <laughs> what? Like, Come on. Yeah, yeah. He's like, what's the right thing? What's the best thing? Like, you have all of these, and, and your ego is kind of mm. oh, going yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. So it's. That's a crazy time. Oh, yeah. It's all the things. So I, like, I don't know when I came across this post of yours, but I was scrolling through your Instagram, and I saw this post with hot pink shoes. And, like, Uh if anyone knows me, I'm a sucker for pink. If you look at my Instagram, her sports story Instagram, (laughs) or, or the website, you kind of grab like okay she's she's pink girl she she likes that so you know not only the color but then just like this idea of dress and like when you put on those hot pink high heels like you embody a persona that's taking you to the next level wherever you want to go so you know a couple I think it's a couple weeks ago I I sent you a podcast um Lori Harder yes interviewed Todd Herman, I think, about alter ego and how, like, humans associate or, like, create meaning around things. 
So he yeah. had some great examples, and I sent it over, and you listened, and I, like, I knew you would I understand love, this. I know. So, I, I like, loved it. I love her. About it. Yeah. Oh, no. She's, oh. and her herself, like, when she's at her event, she's just repping this goddess, like, get up, <laughs> and it's beautiful. It so is. I just want to talk about that with you and get your perspective on it. Yeah. Yeah, so I okay. I have thoughts kind of going all over. Let me let me hone it in a little bit. Of course. So yes, yeah, yes. Thank no you problem. so much for sending that to me. She like she's amazing, and I've actually never heard of him. So I'm me very either. excited yeah. to like get to know more of him. And I actually, mm-hmm. I got his book Alter Ego. Um, awesome. And it's it's amazing, and it's so true as to when you put on those shoes, you create this identity for yourself and mm-hmm. you know so so what he talks about Todd Herman is um you know he creates um kind of characters for people so if you're a um, um an inspirational speaker and a public speaker and you're up on stage and you're afraid of public speaking you know put on that persona of like let's say okay I'm Oprah what would Oprah mm-hmm. do right or I put on that jacket that makes me feel so sophisticated okay I am creating that person I'm being embodying that person so what I see it as is that like even when I was a stylist and the first time I really saw this was when I was uh, working at the bridal boutique Mm -hmm. you know I when I dressed myself to you know the suit top the hair the makeup the shoes the jewelry I was that person. I was that consultant. I knew how to help you. I knew what you wanted. I knew I completely embodied that whole person. Mm-hmm. And that's how, it, how I was able to help so many women get the dresses that they wanted to make them feel beautiful. So what it is, is when you put on the shoes or when you put on the dress or when you put on the suspenders, whatever it is, <laughs> you know, that pulls out the confidence that is already inside of you. So I don't want people to think that, oh, you just put on a jacket and you pretend to be this person. Right. No, it's 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 already inside of you. And that piece of clothing, that article of clothing, that um, those accessories, whatever it is, shoes, you know, that pulls out something that's already living inside of you, whether it's your confidence, whether it's your determination, your motivation, you know, that's yours, and no one can take it away from you. So that's a, a tip, a trick that mm-hmm. you can use for yourself, right, whether you're at work or whether you're going on a date or whether you're hanging out with family, you know, whatever it is you want to do to create that success for yourself. And that's amazing. And you made, like, such a good point about, you know, it's not that these things exist outside of you. They're already in you. But you're just tapping in using almost like a cue, right? Like the Mm -hmm. shoes are a cue that you own it and you have that confidence and you embody that badass you want to be. So I think that this is just, you know, when I heard it, was listening to a podcast, I was like, first, I have talked to Natalie about this. Second, (laughs) it's just, it plays because he talks, he was a football player, so he talks about, he had like uh, uh, sports cards, right? Or what are those called? Sports cards? (laughs) I didn't, 
for you know I was in a baseball <laughs> card collector like my yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's, yeah. But that's what I'm going for here. Um, so he had you know a a guy a player who like really had the mental game down, and so he would put that card in his helmet, and then he had cards of like some of the fastest athletes in the NFL, and he would put those cards in his pads um, on his legs. So you know, so cool that he tied it in that way. And I think of that, like, as a gymnast, right? You put on that leotard and you're like, okay, it's go time. Like, and you embody that athlete with that competitive drive, with that confidence, with that ability to zone into, like, that routine you're doing. But so similar, I think, for us in that it's an article of clothing. And we could yeah. go do gymnastics and something else, but it helped <laughs> when it was like beautiful and sparkly and like not only being an individual, but being a part of a team too that mm-hmm. had the same article of clothing. So all of these kind of cool things that are tying in together. But did you feel that like as an athlete when you put on your leotard? Like, there, yeah. for me, at least, there's definitely a feeling that I was like, yeah. yes, this is it. So I know, absolutely. Yeah, when you put on that leotard. But also what's so cool is that even though your teammates are wearing the same exact leotard, you mm-hmm. kind of wear it in your own way. Some girls oh, yeah. like a little bit looser. Some girls yep. like me, I liked it super, super tight on my yep. arm, tight on my leg, tight on my, my neck. Yep. Like, I needed it to, like almost suffocate me because I needed to feel that that, like yeah yeah that tightness that that was that was what I needed to pull out of myself was that tightness that that Mm. pull up kind of feeling yeah and that's what made me feel um that but it's it's so true how so many people you know they like to be lower on their legs or like longer on their arms Mm -hmm. and whatever it is it makes whatever makes you feel good or pulls out that inner feeling in you then do it and you know this also goes along with your fashion your wardrobe style whatever you want to call it because I have some clients who are like well I'm not fashionable like how am I ever gonna pull that out it it doesn't matter if you're fashionable or not it matters on what what makes you feel good Mm -hmm. right so if you are if you're the one who you know is in sweatpants and sweatshirts and you're like ah you know I just kind of planted myself like this whatever but deep down, you want to wear those pink heels and the cheetah top? Like, mm, mm-hmm. pu- put it on, pull out that confidence, and be that true you, right? Yeah. And, you know, it just it just makes you feel amazing. It, it really makes does. you feel beautiful. It makes you feel confident. And I just love, I love that. And I love that you wanted to bring that up, the power of dress. Because yeah. it is, it is a pow- it's a power. Like, it's it literally really power is. that you can use for yourself. I know. And, uh, you know, I think even, you know, and tying it in with sport in your uniform and then mm-hmm. translating that to, to life after sport because, I mean, every day is a great day to wear an amazing outfit, you know? Yeah. So mm-hmm. oh, yeah. to just, like, embody exactly what you're saying to like own it to wear the wear the hot pink high heels and just embody that persona that you already have within you but for some reason you know us humans attaching meaning to things 
it just yeah. it puts a it turns the switch. So no, I think it's so amazing and such a good reminder. Some things are so simple, like we all get dressed for the most part in the morning. So yeah. why not make the decision to like be intentional with it? Oh, so absolutely. on this topic, I hear you know you mentioned your upcoming program. And I believe there's going to be aspects of this in there. So go ahead and kind of expand on what this program is going to look like. Okay. I am so excited about this. So this is basically the past year or two, I've created many different programs for athletes and non-athletes, you know, really helping them create and bring back that identity of who we are. Mm -hmm. And what I found through all the clients that I've had and through my own transformation is that there's three parts into getting your identity back. Okay, mm. There's a mindset part. Yep. There is a fitness movement part, physical body. And then there's wardrobe style ah. that helps bring you back. Okay. So, yeah, this, this program is to help you get your mind, body, and spirit back after an identity crisis or a loss of identity. You know, you really feeling defeated and looking at yourself being like, how did I get here? Who who am I? Why do I not, why am I not feeling like I don't want to laugh anymore, smile anymore? I just don't even want to do the day. You know, mm-hmm. this is the program for you and help with the mindset. That's all the negative beliefs, the negative talks, the fears, complaints, judgments, all that we work with. And then the fitness part of it, which is this goes for people who have never lifted a weight before. And this is for people who are super athletes and just want more. So, you know, the mind and body are connected, whether we like to think about it or not. You know, when you have a pain in your body, you have no idea where it came from. That is the emotional pain that manifested into your physical body. You push it down so deep to where it's now in the physical body. So what we do is, you know, we do movement, we do fitness, we really want to help you create that, the body that you love. The body that you look in the mirror, you back at yourself and say, like, yes, I've accomplished it. I'm proud of myself. I love myself. And then the last part of it is the styling, the wardrobe. And this is really for you to, when you have the strong mind and the strong new body, how do you want to show up in this world? Mm, How do you want to present yourself to you and show you off and to the world? So that's kind of how it ties in everything into one to creating creating you again rediscovering you and your identity so i'm really excited about it oh my gosh i cannot wait (laughs) i know know. yes continue (laughs) yes it'll be launching um march 1st so um i'm hopping on calls right now with people to um, okay see if they're eligible for or if they fit into uh, the program because it's only going to be 10 women um i really want this to be um, mm-hmm. intense, intentional, um, really get that to work with each other. Um, so it's 10 women and it's going to be a group coaching and everybody's going to be lifting each other up, inspiring each other, empowering each other. And, you know, 10 women who, who are in the same exact place as you, mm-hmm. it's just, yeah. and it's just like that. So sport, powerful. Right. So it's, powerful. it's powerful. It, it lifts you. So, so yeah, March 1st, um, and I'm getting on calls now. So if anyone, you know, Okay. Want to chat about it? Reach out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'll be sharing it everywhere because I just, 
I just really yeah. believe that it's going to serve as a launch pad for them for whatever comes next. Absolutely. And exactly. they get to meet 10 other incredible women. So yes. I'm so excited for you. So on that note, where can, yes. where can people find you, come in contact with you? Okay. What is, what are all the handles and the sites and all of that? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So you can find my website at I am ready today dot com i'm ready today dot com um and then my instagram which is at i am ready underscore coaching and my email is i am ready dot natalie at gmail dot com any questions you have just shoot me an email send me an instagram dm go to my website and make it find everything (laughs) okay yeah and i'll definitely put all this info in the show notes so it can be accessed there as well but I've had so much fun and there's so much more her sports story audience. There's so much more to come between myself and Natalie. Like we're going to do some, some lives. We're going to get after it and have a blast because at the end of the day, our missions are very, very much aligned. Um, So I have, I end each podcast with just one question to wrap it up. So you ready? Yes. I'm ready. There we go. (laughs) All right. So you're in a room with about 50, maybe 100 athletes who feel as if they've completely lost their purpose in life after sport and have no idea what to do next. What advice would you give them? Oh, yes. This is loaded. Okay, this Mm -hmm. is awesome because, and this is kind of what my coaches helped me with, is that, you know, they're – we all want that one secret. Give me Mm -hmm. the one secret. Give me the one thing and let's go. And you know, this journey, this, um, this new life you're about to create, it's a combination lock, right? So Mm -hmm. you have a few numbers, you have a few things, you jiggle it and you open it. So there are a few things, but main ones, um, I actually have two things that I'm going to tell you guys. Um, there's a bunch, but these are the the big ones that I help my clients with. Um, and I've found that, this is how you can find you you again and how you can really move into that next step. So the first one is be patient. Be mm. patient with the journey. And I know that's exactly what you don't want to hear, <laughs> but, but it's a new path, right? Yeah. So some things are, it's unknown territory with you. And I know you know everything and anything about your sports. You just think you go into this new life and you know everything and anything, but Uh it's new and it's different. So number one, you're not alone. Okay. Be patient with yourself. Be patient with your journey. Try new things. Reach out to friends, reach out to a coach, reach out to us, you know, and this is actually from this little quote is from Todd, um, Mm, okay amazing um it it was oh my gosh it completely spoke to me because I felt this when I was after my in that time after my sport so isolation is a perfect recipe for depression Mm. yes it's a perfect recipe for depression so if you think you're alone you're not that's why we're here on this podcast that's why Bethany does what she does and get people out there because so many people have felt the same way that you felt and know how to get you out of it. So reach out to people. Um, and then the last thing I would say is 
allow your emotions to come up. Okay, this is something I didn't do for years and years after my sport. But until I did, and I allowed and honored those emotions, I was freed. Like I was completely freed from that anxiety and depression. And, you know, we're athletes and we're taught from a young age to push those emotions down, push them away, don't feel them right now, like get yeah. in the game, get into action. And it's almost like it's natural for us to push down, not only athletes too, but, you know, since we're talking about this, you know, it, you just push it down naturally. You don't even know you're doing it. And uh-huh. that's when the anger, frustration, anxiety comes in and that really that, that stuck, trapped feeling. So I completely want to invite everyone out there to feel what you feel. Let it come up. Be honest with, with what it is you're feeling, what it is you're thinking, so that you can release it. Okay, yeah. that's when you can start creating again. Okay, because once you, you know, once you have you, you'll be able to have anything you want in this life. Right? So, so good. So, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's my spiel. But it was, little help. it was perfect. Just, mm-hmm. you know, and I, the analogy of being a combination lock, you know, yeah. not just one thing. And I think, you just hit it so seamlessly. So (laughs) thank you so much. I know that this podcast and yourself will continue to impact former athletes. But again, just want to thank you so, so much for being here. Thank you, Bethany. Thank you so much for sharing this. This is awesome. Thank you so much for tuning in to our episode today with Natalie. She is just incredible and as you can tell, just like owns that positive energy and all those good vibes. So if you want more, go give her a follow on Instagram at I am ready underscore coaching and go check out her website as, as well because it is just beautiful at www.iamreadytoday.com. Thanks again, and be sure to hang out with Her Sports Story on Instagram at Her Sports Story, and check out the blog at www.hersportstory.org.